Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Is it wonderful to have a good family? Especially church family. I told many of my patients all the time that um, um, I believe one of the reasons my kids are doing well in their education and their behavior, not just because we have God in our family, but because we have good uncle and auntie in the church to help look after them and minister to them. It's so good to have a support as a family together that we have brother and sister, uncle and auntie in the church and help each other, love one another. It's so important to have a loving family and the church is a loving family. Amen. Today I would like to continue to talk about the heart of a good shepherd. I believe this will be the last part of this sermon. I was going so, so slowly to, so that uh, you will get the message. The purpose of this teaching, I want to review one more time. The purpose is to, number one, help you to understand who Jesus is to you. You know, we all, many of us are, I, I believe mo- most of us are here Christians, so believe in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, or Jeshua. And we are following him as his disciple. And it's very good to understand what kind of God we worship and we serve because we will be like our God. If we worship snakes, we will have the habit of snakes. If we worship cows, we will be like cows. But thank God we are worshiping the living God. And we want to see who God is. The Bible says that Jesus is the representation of the Father. The more we know about Jesus, the more we know God the Father. And then we can become more like Him. And not only that, we can have good relationship with Him. You cannot have good relationship with somebody if you don't know Him or her. Is that right? So in order to have strong relationship with God, we need to know who He is. And one way to know who God is, is to know Jesus, who is a representation of the Father. He radiated the glory of God on earth 2,000 years ago. It's so important to know Him. One part of the Bible, talking about Daniel. The Bible said, Daniel know his God, and he can do exploit. If we know our God, we have relationship with God. God can use us to do mighty things for Him on earth here. Amen. The second reason that we preach this message is that not only we know God as our shepherd, that Jesus, who Jesus is as our shepherd, and how we can relate to Him, but also the way God works on earth here is by using His people to represent Him. God uses to be his hands, his eyes, his mouth, his ear, his feet, representing as an ambassador of Christ. So as we know who Jesus is, we can walk in the same way he walked on earth here, and we can be a good shepherd as well. Many of you may say, oh, I'm not a pastor like you. I'm not a preacher like you. I'm not a shepherd. No, you are a shepherd. How many people are dads in this room? Raise your hand up. You are a father. If you are a father, you are a shepherd, at least to your children. You need to take care of your children. 
How many people are moms? Are you a mom? Okay. If you are a mom, you need to be shepherd to your children as well. And definitely, one way to show love to Jesus, He said, "If you love me, take care of my sheep. Take care of my sheep." Last night when I was doing the Skype, and somebody sent me the picture this morning. I noticed that I count the people in that church. There were about maybe 15 people sitting there. You know, in my heart, the heart of a shepherd, I never think that this is a small church. This is not a big meeting with thousands of people. Why do I waste my time to talk to 15 people? I never think that way. You know why? Because God loves every single one of them in that room. And they are precious to God. And Jesus still died for them. So it doesn't matter one person, two person, three people, or ten people, it doesn't matter. We still love all these sheep. So we need to have a heart of a good shepherd like Jesus Christ. And we need to follow him, follow his footsteps. Amen? All of us can grow up to one point that we can look after younger believers in the church. We can show love to them. We can feed them, we can minister to them. And that's how we show love to Jesus. If you want to show love to Jesus, you show love to His people. Very simple. We don't see Jesus now. He is in heaven. But the way to show love to Jesus is show love to His people. That's why if a person come to me and say, and say all the things about theologies, know all the Bible, speaking in tongues, interpretation, have all the gifts, and have all the hate knowledge. But they don't love the church of God. They don't live their life for other people. I like to quote what Pastor Da say, if she doesn't mind. Talking is cheap. Some people can come in and quote the scripture, quote that and express their theological knowledge. But people will not listen to them until they pull up their sleeve, carry the bag for somebody. Set up the tables for somebody. Feed somebody. Open the home to take care of somebody. Visit somebody. Love somebody. Take action of a shepherd and looking after people. And I totally agree with Pastor Da. Talk is cheap. I don't listen to people who talk a lot about theology. I want to see the action. That they love people. And they're willing to sacrifice their gasoline, their time, to look after people. And that's how Jesus lived. Jesus did not only talk. Jesus spent time teaching, laying hands on people. He looked after people. He performed miracles to help the sheep. He took action. He did not only teach. In the body of Christ, we have so many teachers love to teach. Everyone wants to be on the stage here and preach the gospel and preach something. I want to tell you what I know. But I tell you, it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what you do. Because actions speak louder than words. Amen? So we're going to look at the action of Jesus Christ as a good shepherd. We have learned a few times already from the book of Mark chapter 6, how Jesus takes care of his sheep. i review a minute here. In Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 31, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. We learned a few weeks ago 
That Jesus was so concerned about the well-being of his sheep, he noticed that they did not have enough rest. So he asked them to go somewhere quiet to rest. I want to let you know one more time that the Lord Jesus Christ is really concerned about your well-being. He's not a mean and really stingy and selfish God. He's a generous God. He cares for your well-being. Amen. He cares whether you get married or not, and you can have a good husband or not. He cares you can have a good job or not. He cares whether you have a good rest or not. He cares whether you can pay your bill or not. And as we know what kind of shepherd he is, we can come and draw strength from him. You know, many times in the hospital, I feel so. Exhausted and so drained by the problem with my patient, but I know that my Lord Jesus care for my well-being, and then I can draw that grace. I can draw the wisdom, and I say, God, you help me. You will not forsake me. You're gonna give me the supernatural grace to be able to handle all this stress in the hospital, because I know that my God care for my well-being. You need to know that, amen. So you can come to him and draw all the grace and blessing and power from him, and he will help you, amen. And he has helped me so many times in my life. The second thing we learn from the scripture in Mark chapter six, verses thirty-two to thirty-four. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving, recognizing them, and ran on foot from all towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You need to understand that the Lord Jesus is not a mean God. When he look at your situation, he is so full of compassion. He's a compassionate God. He cares for you. He loves you. He wants to take care of you. He's never condemned you. He never give you a hard time. Only the devil give you a hard time. But the Lord Jesus has compassion on you, and He wants to help you. Amen. He's a God of compassion. Everyone say compassion. Next one that we learned last time in Mark chapter six verse thirty-four. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. A good shepherd would teach the sheep, and we expound last time why Jesus need to teach the sheep. And Jesus still want to teach today by anointing somebody in the body of Christ to be a teacher, his representative on earth, to speak the word of God, to expound, to explain the word of God, so that his people will have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, so that his people will know exactly what to do each day, how to handle situation in life, and have the wisdom. I told people all the time. That one of the reasons I became successful as a foreign doctor here, when I came here, I could not even speak English very well. I spoke very broken English. If you know me, at the first time, I when the nurses call me from the floor, I have to run there and look at her mouth, and she look at my mouth because if I spoke to the phone, she would not understand my accent. That thick my accent. But the reason I was successful because I practiced the word of God. 
because I honor my boss, because I work hard. I never talk bad about my boss. I always show compassion and mercy to my patient at Harborview Hospital. To the point that I got the reward, the first neurosurgeon at the hospital who got the reward called humanitarian reward. <laughs> Can you imagine? Neurosurgeon get the reward called humanitarian. Normally, neurosurgeons are very mean, very prideful, very yelling. And <laughs> but my boss so happy that his resident got the humanitarian reward. Why? Because I practice the word of God. Because I know the word of God. Not only that. Last time we learned in Mark chapter 6, verses 35 to 37, by this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said. It's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered. You notice that the disciples were not happy because they did not have enough money to feed these people. Thousand, maybe 10,000 of people. He answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, they would, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread to give it to them to eat? Last time we learned that even though this is a big burden for Jesus, I mean for the disciple, eight months of salary, can you imagine? It's a lot. Two-thirds of the year. And they, these disciples did not want to take this burden. They were complaining. But Jesus was willing to take on the burden. Jesus was willing to help his chief no matter what. He never complained. He always wanted to bless his chief. So when you come to him and ask him for help, you need to understand that he never have a bad, long face to you and say, why you bother me at midnight hour? He will never say that this is too late for you to call me. You can call Jesus anytime. But you, if you call Pastor Lau, maybe you have to think about the time a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can call me anytime. But I know you will not be mean to me. You will have mercy on me, not call me at 2 a.m. But you can call on Jesus anytime. He is the God who never feels like a big burden to help you. He loved you so much. This is the Lord that we worship, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we learned last time. And the Apostle Paul expressed the same thing in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. Wow, the Spirit of God in the Apostle Paul say the same thing. We love you so much that we are not only sharing the Word of God with you, but we are sharing our life. We will spend time with you. You can come to my home. You can make our carpet dirty. It's okay. We want to spend time with you. We want to meet you. We want to encourage you. The Spirit of a Good Shepherd. The Bible says that way. Amen? Now, let's look at two more principles today. In Mark chapter 6, verses 37 to 38, we continue the message now. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of man wages, 200 denarii. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Verse 38, how many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. 
When they found out, they said five and two fish. Not only Jesus had compassion, he cared about the well-being of people. He teached the word of God. He doesn't mind to take the burden on him. He doesn't feel bother when people come for his help. But he also is a good shepherd that he will not let any limitation in his life to stop him from helping his sheep. While he was walking on earth as a man, a man full of the Holy Spirit, he, will, he would not allow limitation to stop him. At that time, the disciple looked at the problems, looked at the limitation. We have only five loaves and two fish. How can we feed these thousands of people? We don't have enough money. But Jesus had different idea. Jesus said, it doesn't matter how much limitation you have, how limited you are. Let's use what you have right now. He asked, what do you have? You have five loaves, two fish? Let's do it. You know why? Because the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. He can multiply what you have. If you are faithful in using what you have. Some of you may say, you know, I cannot invite my Christian friend or non-believers to my house for dinner. My house is too small. I'm not a good cook. That is the wrong idea. God can use a small house you have to bless people. You may live in a small apartment, but that little thing that you have, you give to Jesus into His hand and serve people. And then He will multiply what you have. That's what happened. They gave Him five loaves and two fish. And then he multiplied it to the point that they have 12 baskets full left over. This is the principle of God. Don't look at your limitation. Use whatever you have to serve the Lord and bless people. Don't keep looking at the side of not having, not having. I don't have this. I don't have that. If you keep looking at what you don't have, you will never serve God. But start to look at what you have. You have voice. You can sing. You can call people. You have hand to type email to encourage people. You have home that people can come and eat dinner with you and encourage them. You have 20 bucks. You can buy some food for some people out of that 20 bucks. Whatever you have, you give to Jesus first. You feed people. Don't look at your limitation. And whatever you have, He's going to multiply. I remember when I started this church, I began to talk to Him. Father, I have no Bible school scholar. I have no diploma. I never ran any church. I was trained to be a neurosurgeon. How I become a pastor? You call me to be a pastor. I never even preach in English. I don't even know how to sing charismatic song in America. I sang only Baptist song in Thailand, in Thai. I did not even know charismatic song in America. How can I start a church? I don't even have a building. We are not ready. We don't have anything. But the Lord spoke to me while I was driving on I-5 to Harborview Hospital. Son, don't worry. I will be with you and I will help you. So we use what we have. We start the church on the basement of our home. We did not have a building. We put up a table. We put up the chair upside down, put the cloth on to be my pulpit. I did not have money. I was a resident, have only $1,300 a month salary from University of Washington. No budget, nothing. So I just used my table, 
my chair, put the cloth on, preaching in Thai with translation into English. And I know the Bible this much, so I taught this much. I taught what I know, what I did not know, I did not teach. That's it. You give what you know, and as you taught as what you know, God keep adding, keep adding, keep adding more and more. And then God keep adding the anointing. I have little anointing. The church was so dry at that time. But as I keep giving, God give me more anointing, more understanding. We're going to start to go to Japan, and we have nothing to help Japan right now. But we're going to use little things that we have. We start to produce CD in Japanese. And I work hard on it to feed the sheep in Japan. But I know that it will not stay like that because I give what I have, five loaves and two fish. It's going to multiply. I cannot speak Japanese except Oio Kosaimas, Anarkoto Kosaimas, Dotachi, Mashite. That's all I know. But that's okay. God can use limited man like me. Amen? God actually is good that you are limited. Actually, many times I complain to Pastor Da. I hope I would be born as an American with blonde hair and blue eyes and speak English without accent. And Pastor Da always s a y to me, Why he put me in America to be a pastor in American culture as a Thai man with accent? And Pastor Da just answer like this: That's the way it goes. He let you be born in Thailand with speaking English with accent. You have to take it, no if and or but. You cannot change it. So thank God for the limitation. You know why? In my weakness, I am strong, but not I'm strong because of me. But because of him, and who gets the glory, he gets the glory. As you have limitation, as you know your weaknesses, that's okay. God is big enough to make your weakness strong, and He will get all the glory on earth here. Amen. I don't like to stand. Behind the microphone and talk in front of public. Yesterday, somebody said to me that could you come up and give words in the waiting ceremony? I said no, no, no. I'm so shy. I don't like to go up there. Let Pastor Sisa go up. He can speak in front of public better than me. And that's my nature. I don't like to be in public, but I can stand up here not because I'm a great speaker, but because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because of He who is greater in me than the one who is in the world. And he gets all the glory, Amen. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-five. If we serve God by hooking up with God, whatever we have, give it to Him. He's gonna show His power. First Corinthians one twenty-five. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. As you know, you are weak. You know you have limitation. What you do? You hook up with God, and let God flow to you. Let the Holy Spirit work through you, and let Him reveal and manifest Himself through you. You decrease, you die to zero, and He increase to 100 in you, and He can manifest Himself through you, the weak vessel. But you are strong, not because of yourself, but because of the Lord. Amen.
if you can do that, God will use you more and more. Don't look at your shortcomings. Look at God, the Creator. Use whatever you have right now. The more you let it go to His hand, the more He gonna multiply. Our God is a God of multiplication. Amen. The Bible says, "If you faithful in little things, He will keep adding to you more and more and more." And this is the principle of God. God, the Lord Jesus will never allow any limitation to stop Him from doing. The shepherding work, amen. I remember when we first start spreading CD, MP3 for free in Thailand. A lot of people look at me and they say that I'm stupid because you're gonna take a lot of money to do that to keep CD for free. And how many million people want the CD? So it means that you have to have a big budget. But we say our resources are not limited. We can spread CD all over Thailand without budget. And we did. We just spread, keep spreading, spreading. You know why? Because after we give it for free, people can copy the CD themselves and they spread themselves to give to their friends. And then we have the technology podcast. God will not allow limitation to stop him from doing the shepherding work. He will feed his people. He will take care of his people. And he is a supernatural God. He can multiply. He can perform miracle after miracles after miracles. Amen. You will not lack anything if you serve the Lord. He will provide for you. Amen. Jesus, do not want us to allow limitation to stop us from being a shepherd of the living God. He multiplied. Everyone say, "What I have in my hand." Even little, little one, I give it to Jesus, and He will multiply. Amen. Look at verse 39 and 42. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciple to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. Jesus was feeding thousands of people by using five loaves and two fish. And you notice one thing about his heart of a shepherd. He put people into groups: fifty, hundred. Into groups. Why did he do that? Why the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, put people into groups? Two reasons. Number one, he is the God of order. Our God is the God of order. When we pray for people, we line people up. Why? Because it's in order. Instead of being in chaos, we need to have order in the church. Number two, not only he is the God of order. But he's a God. He's a shepherd who really cares. Listen carefully. He cares for every single sheep. You are not just a number in the church. He cares for you individually. He loves you personally. He wanted to make sure that every person out of that thousand of people in that crowd get the food enough until they are full. He doesn't want anyone to be left out. 
He doesn't want anyone to be missing the meal. He doesn't discriminate anybody. He doesn't say that you are poor, stand out there. You are rich, you stand here. You sit in the front because you are rich, and you are poor, you sit in the back. He doesn't do that. He just treats everyone the same. He feeds everyone the same. And that is the spirit of a good shepherd. Every member, every chief in the church is valuable, is precious, is important. They are not just a number sitting in the church, but they are precious in the eyes of the good shepherd. Amen? And we want to have that spirit in this church, that every single member is important in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter what background you have. You may be Indonesian, I'm, I'm Thai, but you're still precious in our eyes. You may be Laotian, and your shepherd may be Taiwanese. They still love you. Because each sheep is precious. Amen? One thing that I don't allow to happen in this church is that no one can abuse our member here. If somebody come in to abuse our, each member, they're in trouble. Amen? They need to know that the pastor here is third degree black belt. Taekwondo. I learned that for this church. No, I'm just kidding. No one can abuse any girl in this house. They're going to face me, the father. If you come in to abuse the girl in this house, I'm going to call you and say, hey, let's meet. You cannot do this to the girl in this house. You know why? Because each person is precious in the eyes of God. You cannot come in to do anything you want. You need to honor every single member, respect every member in the church that they are precious in the eyes of God. Jesus wants to make sure that everyone is taken care of. And that's the reason why our church used the same system as Jesus and as Moses. Moses set up 70 elders and looked after different group of people. And also Jesus put them into groups and groups and groups so that all of these people will be taken care. That's why we have care group system. We have campus group, family group, single group, Chinese group, Thai group, and also Latino group, Spanish-speaking group. We want to make sure that every single member is taken care of. It's impossible for me and Pastor Da to take care of every member in the church because we have only 24 hours a day, have only two hands and two feet, and we have to sleep and eat and family time. So it's impossible to take care of every member. How do we do that? We just encourage you to join different small groups. And that group is your family. The leader of the group and the member of the group take care of one another. For example, in the care group that I went in Belleville, we make sure that people who have no money to go to camp and they really want to go and they are faithful member in the church and they don't have enough finances, the care group will support financially for that that family can go. Because we want to make sure that everyone is taken care of in the church. How can you be taken care of if you walk into a big church, thousands of people, and no one knows your name? Your pastor don't even know your name. They don't even know where you live. You're sick or not, they no one care. Then how can you be taken care of? We need to know, are you okay? You struggle with something? What can we pray for you? Is your kids doing okay? 
All these things we need to know, not because we are nosy. We want to help. We want you to grow. We want to make sure you all taken care of. Amen. Each house need to have a good shepherd to look after the members. Care, not just preacher. It's different between being a preacher and a shepherd. Anyone can preach up here, but is he or he a shepherd, caring for people or not? See each member as precious. Sheep of God, or this is just a place for you to show off that I know the Bible. No, my pulpit is not a place where I show off that I know the Bible. This is the place that the shepherd is feeding the sheep. The sheep is being fed right now, and we care for you. We love you. Amen. Everyone say, Jesus, love every sheep. He wants to take care every single sheep, and you see how he does. One thing that God speaks to me all the time: my church, listen carefully. My church is a supernatural church. Listen carefully. You shepherd my people supernaturally. Jesus. Did not depend on just that five loaves and two fish. He put it up in front of the Father and he thanked the Father and prayed. And supernaturally, he multiplied the food until they have twelve baskets full left over. Jesus was shepherding people supernaturally. The same thing. We're gonna believe in a supernatural in the church. We're gonna believe in the supernatural provision, supernatural answer. Healing, deliverance. I will never back down on the supernatural. I want to see supernatural thing in the people's life. When I say supernatural, I don't mean you fly in the air and fly like this, and I stand head upside down and float in the air. I don't mean that way. I mean that God will minister to you in a supernatural way. Suddenly, the job come in. Suddenly, God give you a very godly husband. Suddenly, you get pregnant with a boy. Supernaturally, amen? amen. Suddenly, your debt pay off. Amen. Suddenly, 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 demon come out from you. <laughs> Thank God. We believe in the supernatural because we serve the supernatural God. One of the pastor daughter just came to stay with us for three days before she went on to Montana for. Some Christian education. She's gonna come back to our camp. She told me, Pastor Lau, thank you so much for bringing the file of God to Thailand. My mother was running the church for 15 years. My father was not happy. They were quarreling. They were his. He was very negative. The members keep complaining and complaining. No peace in the church. My mother was so tired, giving counseling and try to chase after all these sheep. Until six months ago, when she joined you and the file of God came into the church, my dad is changed. Now my dad is preaching the word. Now he never complained anymore. He loved the my, my mom and my dad relationship came back together. And now all the members love God. They are on fire for God. They want to serve God. And this is a testimony from a 23 years old girl who saw with her own eyes from she was a young girl to see all the things that happened before the supernatural hit her church. And now, 
her mother was running the church supernaturally with the the husband, the dad. It's amazing. I was so glad to hear that, that they allowed the Holy Spirit to move into their house, into their church, and the supernatural thing happened. Amen. Everyone says supernatural. Do you believe in supernatural healing? Do you believe God can heal you? Do you believe in supernatural provision? Deliverance? You believe that God can supernaturally take care of your children? Provide you for the job? You believe supernaturally that whatever mountain that come against you, you can command them to go away? Amen? Supernatural God. He's a supernatural shepherd. We worship the supernatural God. The grace of God is sufficient for all of us. And we need to have faith in it. You get what we believe. Amen? If you don't believe, you don't get it. You need to believe and then you get it. Everything comes from heaven by faith. Amen? Everyone says supernatural. In conclusion, Jesus has the heart of the good shepherd. Number one, he's very concerned about the well-being of the sheep. Number two, he has compassion on them. Number three, he teaches the sheep. He wants the sheep to know the truth. Number four, he doesn't think that it's a big burden to help his sheep. He's willing, he's joyfully, he feels that it's a, it's a privilege to help the sheep. He doesn't have a cheap talk. Talk is cheap. But he put up his sleeve and take action. And he did something about it. He did not only talk about it or talk about theology. And number five, he would not let any limitation stop him from serving his people. And number six, he will give good care to every single chief. Every single member is important in his sight. And not only that, while he is giving good care to every member, he did it supernaturally. Let us become that kind of shepherd. Amen? I give example. Some of the ladies in this room, you may say that you are not a pastor. But you know, Pastor Da is full hand. She cannot take care of some young woman in the church. You are older believers. You can look after some younger ladies in the church. I don't want to look after a woman in the church. It's not appropriate. So you can help look after some younger ladies. Some of you may be young men, and you say, you know, I'm, I'm not like you, Pastor Lau, but you can help. Maybe the, young, the kids walk around the church, you go and, and show love to them and smile to them, say hi to them. Help them. Help the parents. You shepherd all these young people in the church. All of us can do this job in a different ways, in a different levels. But the heart is that I'm not coming to church here to be ministered to. Oh, poor me, poor me, minister to me. But you come to church with the attitude that, I, what can I give? What can I do to minister to people? Don't wait for people to greet you. You go and greet people. You go and show love to people. Be a good shepherd to other people. That is the right attitude. Amen? We are not a consumer. We are the minister. Everyone say, I'm not a consumer. I am a minister. I can be a shepherd like Jesus Christ. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. The one who is in me is the good shepherd.
Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your word. Lord, we want your people to grow up spiritually. We don't want to have sugarcoat message to make people happy, Lord. We want to make sure, Father, that your people are fed well in the church, so that they can grow and they will become more like you. Father, may this word work in their life, change them from glory to glory to glory. Oh Lord, produce many good shepherds in your church. People with a good heart, people with the right motive and right attitude, people who can represent Jesus on earth in this generation. Lord, we don't want to be baby forever. We want to grow. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I would like to ask a question. If any one of you are not sure. That you will make it to heaven, or you maybe become a Christian, but you kind of backslid and walk away from the Lord, or you may not even have Jesus in your life. I want to encourage you to invite Jesus to come into your life and come back home to serve the Lord. If you are those people, I like to pray with you. And. Give you the opportunity to give your life back to Jesus. I tell you, nothing is better than to know the Lord and to serve Him. He's a good God. Amen. I'm not saying this because I'm a preacher. I'm saying this because I'm one of a normal person on earth here. I'm a doctor. I'm just, I want to say this. I'm a doctor saying this to you, not a preacher. God is real and He loves you and He wants you to know Him. Is there anyone in this room say, "I want God to have relationship with me. I want to come home and serve the Lord"? Raise your hand up. Anyone in this room? Raise your hand up. Want to come home and serve the Lord? How many people want to give your life to Jesus? Give your life to Jesus. Yes, Lord. Pray with me. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. You are my Lord, Jesus. You are my King, my Savior. Oh Lord Jesus, please be in my life. I want to serve you. I repent of my sin and agree with your word. From today on, give me grace and power to follow you all the days of my life. Give me more faith. Have faith in you, Father. Have faith in Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, so that I can have power to serve you. Oh Lord, thank you so much for being my good shepherd. I trust you, Lord, that you will take care of me as I serve you, and I know, Lord, that you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You love me so much. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Give hand to those who make a decision to come back home. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name.